Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Arr, and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Ahoy, etc. I am Josh Clark. With me is the <laughs> Laffy. What was that little laugh? I just, I was joking. I thought who was going to be the first one to do it and... I didn't know you were going to literally lead in with that. Sure. Yeah, I'd like to surprise you. Boo. Well, that's a good one. It's uh, hard to amaze me. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Chuck said he wasn't going to do I that. I know. And what, it lasts like 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. Such a pushover. I haven't announced you yet. That's Chuck Bryant right okay. there. Ahoy, yeah. etc. Yeah, this is Stuff You Should Know, the pirate edition. Um, I think we should be done with the pirate talking. Yeah, that yeah, c- could get really annoying. Yeah, you want to know what is probably the most annoying day of the year? Some kind of pirate day? September 19th, talk like a pirate day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that because Strickland came, was like slinging ours all over the office. Strickland and T-Dub are being into pirate stuff. Tracy? Yeah. She wrote this, right? Yeah. This is a great article. Yeah, she's good. I must say. She's the keeper of the How Stuff Works voice. She is indeed. Yeah. And the fine keeper She's like is. the old uh, sage on that Led Zeppelin poster with the lantern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, except, what, tra- that's what I think of with Tracy. Except, except with Star lantern. Trek earrings. <laughs> Speaking of off comes your head, we're going to get into that, Chuck, because uh, we're talking about pirates. And uh, whenever pirates got caught, people love to cut off their head and uh, post it mm-hmm. as a warning to other pirates. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it is. You want me to define pirate, Josh? <laughs> Can you really define pirate? Sure. A pirate is someone who uses a boat to attack another boat with the intent to kidnap, steal, or otherwise do harm. Bing, bang, boom, end of podcast. But that's not all. Oh. There are uh, there are a few other criteria. Boy, that's I can't do that. Please stop. There are a few other criteria. Um, it must be for private gain. Yeah. Using a private vessel. And it's for gain. Like it can't yeah. be um, like Greenpeace coming up on no, like a no, whaling no. ship or something. <laughs> They're not pirates. Um, and they operate outside of a government authority because yeah. back in the day they used to uh, governments use things uh, people called privateers. Yeah, and a lot of uh, pirates started out as privateers, which are basically pirates, government licensed yeah. pirates. They had like yeah. a letter of mark that said sure. this guy's allowed to go um, Pillage, pirate plunder. Yeah, I'll do whatever to say the French. Yeah, or the Dutch. But the problem is, or when, maybe the Spanish during not uh, times of not war, peace. <laughs> yeah. I think is the way that, that most people put it. Peace, peace. Thank you. During times of peace, uh, these privateers would be out of work, and they'd be like, "Well, I, I have one skill," and so then they turned to piracy. Right, or they could have just gone and been like regular seamen, yeah, and um, not gotten paid all that much. Yeah, and who wants to do that? Right, when you can plunder and get the loot. Right. One of the reasons that people engaged in piracy from early on is the same reason that they do now, uh, the economy a lot of times. Yeah. When things are down, just like anything else with theft, and we, we talked about uh, shoplifting and stuff like that in other mm-hmm. podcasts, mm-hmm. Um, not, the crime rate not goes up. Not one hour ago. <laughs> yeah. The crime rate goes up. So poverty uh, led to an increase of, uh, in piracy over the years. And not just – it's not only when times are tough, when times are really good too – and there's a lot of trade on the high seas. Well, yeah, sure. That, the opposite will attract uh, pirates as well. Yeah, the golden age of piracy, which we'll get into. And uh, piracy actually has a very long, hardy tradition mm-hmm. uh, that dates back at least to the 4th century BCE. Yeah, the Luca? Yeah. I'd never heard of that. I hadn't either, man. They attacked boats off of the coast of 
what is now Turkey in the 14th century. Yeah. That's um, a long time ago. Yeah, that's a very long time ago. That's as many as 34, 3,500 years ago. It seems like almost since there were boats on the high seas, there was piracy. Yeah, Tracy makes that point, too. As long as people were plying the high seas with goods that were worth stealing, people stole them in boats. Yeah. Piracy. Um, you might have heard of the Corsairs. Uh-huh. Famous pirates. That was 15th and 16th century. Mm-hmm. And, of mm. course, the uh, they were the Barbary pirates. The Barbary pirates? Which, actually, I wrote an article on the Barbary pirates. They were America's first terrorist threat. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It was, uh, Jefferson was the one that had to deal with them. And they actually got their start from the Redbeard brothers, oh. who were Turks, but they went down to North Africa and I think converted to Islam. Huh. And they used to kidnap and torture and murder Spaniards. And Spaniards did the, the opposite. But these two brothers, the brothers Barbarossa, which uh-huh. means Redbeard, uh, gave the start to the Barbary pirates. Wow. They were very successful for, I think, over a century. Did not know that. Yeah. Then, of course, the Buccaneers, the lousy, stinking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> are named after the pirate buccaneers of the 17th century yeah so that's just a i mean there's a lot more history in this article but that's an overview if (laughs) you will it is an overview uh and it's a it's not just european or african no uh the chinese Uh used to like to uh pillage and pirate Mm -hmm. uh after the han dynasty around 220 bce they used to like to pirate sure (laughs) yeah i am trying to get this word out as a verb now too i like that and also i decided the new rickroll is Dion Warwick performing Do You Know the Way to San Jose? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've been I've been it's worked so far. I did it to Robert Lamb and he was like, That's good. <laughs> Where was that going? Anywhere? Okay. <laughs> so Josh, what do you think of when you think of a pirate? What what comes to mind? What mental image do you get? Uh, I think of a guy with maybe a tricornered hat. Uh-huh. A tricorn. It's called a tricorn. Oh, okay. Uh some hoop earrings. What are those called? Hoop earrings. Okay. A parrot that says things like pieces of aid and dead men tell no tales right. and stuff like that. What else? Um, a peg leg usually sure. or a hook for a hand. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, I think of um, very weathered, scarred skin, tattoos. Uh-huh. I think of Johnny Depp. Yeah. What about the clothes? The clothes, um, you know, a ruffled shirt. Right. Kinda, a little fruity. Long coat. Um, yeah. A long coat. Uh, leather, probably. Right. Um, and, uh, I also think of, um, a, a nice long sword, maybe a sure. flintlock pistol. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, furries also come to mind because usually if you run into a furry, there, there's someone dressed as a pirate nearby. Well, Josh, you want to talk about if that's real or not? All that stuff that you just named? It is real. In the golden age of piracy, uh-huh. which is. This is the when we think of all those things, you're thinking of the golden age of piracy, right? And actually, I was surprised after reading this article how short it was. But I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, in a minute, what was right? it like? Fifty years or so? Uh, between 1690 and 1730. Okay, yeah, 40, 40 years. Yeah, and that's when you might have heard of people called Blackbeard. Yeah, Calico Jack. You ever heard of him? Yeah, he was. You know, he was controversial. <laughs> I know he was because you know why. I do know why, but well, I want you to... It. No, you. Because he allowed women pirates. Uh, not only did he allow women pirates, he had a pretty uh, torrid affair on the high seas with one Anne Bonny. That whom, seems like a good reason to have a woman pirate. Yeah. Uh, they had a kid together, uh, which was born in Cuba. Uh-huh. Um, he stole her away from her husband, and she basically was this housewife who went into a life of piracy. 
And she and another woman named Mary Reed mm-hmm. were aboard Calico Jack's ship, right? Yeah. In Once the, the crew age. found out that they were women, they accepted them because I think Calico Jack was like, if you don't, I'll cut your head off. Sure. Um, but and, don't accept them too much. Right, exactly. Because I'll cut your head off. For right. Too. So they dressed as women um, when they were just sailing. Uh-huh. And then when uh, they were about to start fighting, they would dress up as men. Uh-huh. And apparently they killed as many people on, really? as, so they as anybody else on that ship. Wow. And, and uh, a witness for when they were both caught later on. Um, a witness who testified against them said that they swore and cursed with the best of them. Good for them. Yeah. Women's lib. Yeah. Way back in the golden age of piracy. Yeah. So one of the reasons it was the golden age back then, Josh, is from what you just said. That was when the seas were uh, really flying around between Africa and America and uh, Europe. Have you heard the, uh, the theory that the African slaves, Africa was tapped for slavery simply because of a trade wind? Really? Yeah, that went from the east coast of the United States right down to, um, what is that, Western Africa. Interesting. Yeah, it just took you right down. And it, it, that's where that's why Africans became slaves, because it was so easy to get there. Interesting. Yeah, although the Portuguese yeah. already had a lock on the slave trade by the time you know the colonists yeah. started, or the English. Very true, we didn't make that up. Yeah. Uh, so lots of uh, boats with like sugar and rum and... Startingly, it wasn't like big trunks full of uh, gold coins usually. Right. That did happen, but it was more like goods. Yeah, there was one specific ship that that, uh, that went down, actually. Uh, and the pirate's treasure that you hear of a lot um, is pretty much personified or emblematic of this one called the Wydaw. Yeah. It was a uh, pirate Captain Sam Bellamy's ship. Right. And it went down in 1717 off the coast of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And it had literally chests of gold and jewels and things in it when it went down. But normally they they pillage sugar, yeah. rum, molasses, sure. stuff that you could turn around and sell in bulk exactly. to somebody in, say, like Port Royal or whatever. Right. So uh, the Golden Age, I mentioned it was big for two reasons. One re- or That's what we think of when we think of the traditional pirates because the Golden Age was so big mm-hmm. and because of uh, – books like Treasure Island and Peter Pan. Right. That's why we think of the pirates as, as what you described earlier. It's like Santa Claus being our conception of Santa Claus comes from a 1931 illustration yeah, of, exactly. from a guy who was paid by Coca-Cola. So let's go over those real quick. The flag that you often think of. The Jolly Roger. Did you do yeah. any additional research on this? No, did you? Tracy kind of um, traipsed around that one. Oh, okay. It's a little sticky. Is it? And this is definitely a family-friendly article. Okay. Can we mention it? No, we can't, but uh, anybody <laughs> okay. can type in Origins of Jolly Roger uh, in Google and find it themselves, and we would bear no responsibility whatsoever for okay. that. Well, that flag made its first appearance in the early 18th century, Josh. And before that, there's a little known fact, by me at least, uh, <laughs> you would, and this makes total sense, pirates would fly up uh, mis- false colors, basically, yeah. to mislead other ships that they were uh, dangerous. Yeah, and that's total sense. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do, yeah, right? Smart guy. Which is like the the Jolly Roger, you, which I also found out from this one, often had a skeleton, not just the skull and crossbones. Oh, really? Sometimes it was a black um, flag with a uh, white skeleton. Right. Um, so it, it always struck me as weird because you're like, hey, I'm a pirate and I'm coming after you. But right. it turns out they did do that purposely because mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of um, a lot of ways, pirates were so feared that. 
um, the the ship would just be like, oh, okay, you're a pirate. Here, take our stuff. Well, yeah, that's best case scenario. What they want is for the ship to immediately surrender. Right. So that's what the pirates are really looking for. Yeah, They're because not then you get the you get the cargo. Yep. You get whatever stuff is on board. Money, maybe. Sure. You get the crew, um, and you get the ship. Yeah. And, and a lot. Crew. Apparently, it wasn't hard to flip a crew yeah. over to piracy. I or, think that yeah. there's a really thin line sure. between, you know, legitimate seamen and a pirate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- during the golden age of piracy. And, you know, if you captured a crew and said, I need you guys, they'd say, okay. Or th- what they probably said was, you have a couple of choices. You can become a pirate. Right. Or we can shoot you in the face. Right. Or maroon you on this island. Yeah, I love that word. What, maroon? Yes. Really? Yeah, I just think it's a great word. And, of course, that means to strand... On an island, sure. a deserted island. It doesn't really work if you drop them off in Haiti. Yeah. Um, but you find a deserted island, drop off the crew. Sometimes they would leave them with supplies, and other times they'd leave them with nothing, and you yeah. just leave. Yep. And it's pretty much a death sentence. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, their clothes, Josh, that you described are, you know, could have been real because they basically wore what people wore at the time, but a lot of times they would... Uh, get the clothes from that were ba- maybe being shipped to rich, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Or so the captain's clothes. Yeah. So they would have like fine clothes, sure. like the ruffled shirts and all that. Parrots, true or not true? Uh, I don't think it's true. Not necessarily, she says. Um, they did capture parrots to sell them, but um, that's that's from Treasure Island. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Hooks and pegs? Peg yeah. legs? Yeah. That happened? Do you know why? No. Because being a pirate was dangerous. Oh, yeah, okay. And you'd get your arms and your legs blown off many times, so there were probably some peg legs walking around, stumping around, mm-hmm. And uh, but that was also from Captain Hook and Treasure Island. So a lot of these things are fictional, but may or may not have happened. Right. And um, flintlock pistols, they I had those back then? That's true, but they didn't work very well at sea. Yeah, because of the salt water, right? Uh-huh. But they still used them uh, when they could. Along At the very with, least, you could club somebody in the head with it. Yeah, they're big. Oh, yeah. Um, and then along with, obviously, the swords and daggers and all that stuff that you're familiar with. Right. Uh, and, Chuck, we, we are focusing on the Golden Age of Piracy. I think we should say one of the reasons that gave rise to it was the War of Spanish Secession. Oh, right. What I was talking about, about the uh, privateers? Right, yeah. And uh, that happened many, many times. Um, the War of Spanish Secession... Uh, gave rise to the golden age of piracy because there were so many privateers. Uh-huh. But the United States used to give letters of mark to right. pirates that actually uh, were or privateers that turned pirate. Uh-huh. Um, the the British did it. It, it happened, I think, um, well into the 19th century. There were privateers turned pirates. Ah. Yeah. Another falsehood? They are often depicted as uh, steering these huge galleons. Mm-hmm. They would often attack these galleons, but... A galleon isn't great if you're going to be in a, a a pirate because you want to get in and out. It's all about speed. In fact, modern pirates use speedboats mo- mainly, which we'll get to in a minute. But they usually used um, smaller uh, sloops and schooners, right? So so they get in and out quicker, right? But no less cool. Or they could have also used a uh, brigantine, which um, what's that? Well, it was a it's like a larger version of the schooner. It could hold about 150 men. Uh, and probably about 30 cannons. Not bad. No. You could do some real damage with that. So what's life like on a boat, Josh? It's shitty. <laughs> it is indeed, because uh, they're not feasting on, like, fine meals and uh, drinking fine wines. They, I mean, I guess if they pillage some, then they could. Yeah. But when that's gone, dude, they're eating spoiled meat. Mm-hmm. 
They are eating uh, water tainted with algae. Which you could eat, actually. <laughs> oh, there's enough algae it? in it. Yeah. <laughs> they drank it. And uh, they ate their water with a fork. That's how bad it was. Uh-huh. And they ate something called hardtack. Yes. I've you, never heard of that. You know what another word for hardtack is? What? Sea biscuit. Really? Uh-huh. Is that where that comes from? Yep. I'm learning all kinds of things. Uh, that's like a really hard cracker, and they, they took that out to see because it didn't spoil as fast. Yeah, but I'll bet it was hell on teeth. Well, yeah, and they also said that it was, you know, when you're out to sea for that long, it's like got uh, weevils, like, crawling around, and yeah. that's gross. Yeah, so you're not exactly happy, and probably after a couple of days of eating hardtack and spoiled meat, you are really, really ready to go butcher a crew to get your hands on their food. Yeah. I imagine that you had no trouble persuading your crew to go after each and every ship you came upon. I would think so. You know? You know how they did that? How they came up? You want to talk about how they, they did their thing? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Usually at night, mm-hmm. they would stern. sneak up on the stern side, mm-hmm. and they would uh, throw up the grappling hooks, and they would climb aboard and try and get them to surrender as quickly as possible. Right. Like you said, the the ideal uh, confrontation was one where the other ship just gave up immediately without a fight. Right. Uh, sometimes that didn't help or it didn't work. Um, so they would have to fight and they would, what, did you say grappling hooks? Yeah, the grappling hooks to get up. So they board. Sure. Right. And the, you'd want to actually keep your um, your ship out of cannon fire range. Yeah. Um, so that you would just get in a few boats and swim over to it or row over to it and then climb aboard. Right. And then the massacre would begin. Right. Or if not a surrender, then the massacre would be in. And they would disable the rudder, too, which I didn't know, which is pretty smart. Yeah. Straight away, so they couldn't uh, steer away or anything right. like that. Right. But you could still tow it, I imagine. Yeah, I guess because the ideal fix situation is to get the boat. That's why they didn't want to bombard them with cannon fire, because you want to take the boat and everything that's got on it in one piece. And plus, even if you don't intend to take the boat, yeah. you don't want to sink it before you can get to the cargo. Yeah, sure. Right. So, uh, yeah. But there was cannon fire. That did happen when all else failed. Right. And I think Tracy said they also fired a grape shot. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-huh. One of those, like, small little cannonballs? It looks like a little bunch of grapes, actually. And they would spit, like, spew out like a shotgun? Yeah. I wow. think so, or else they're they're molded together. I think they do spit out like a shotgun, but they're, like, that big around. Like they spray? You're in trouble if somebody hits you with yeah. grape shot. And, actually, they would uh, go for the guy at the wheel. Was their first shot if they shot sure. at the other ship. Right? Yeah, the guy steering. Apparently, uh, when they did capture crew, if they weren't in the mood to um, turn them, right. there were several things they could do uh, aboard the high seas. One of the things I read about was um, they would tie tie somebody to the mast and just throw broken bottles at them until they got <laughs> bored with that. That's fun. That was one thing. Key hauling. That, that oh, is keel so, hauling. That's so, this sounds awful. Yeah, keel hauling is when they uh, tied a rope, they were big on the rope, mm-hmm. and they would throw you overboard and drag you under the keel of the boat, which pretty much mean you, you drowned. Yeah, and, or, and along the way were cut up by the barnacles that yeah. were stuck to the ship. And they would do this to their own guys. Apparently there was a strict code uh, on the boat with the crew, mm-hmm. and if you disobeyed the code, you would be treated just like the enemy would be. Uh, one thing that is fiction is walking the plank, Chuck. I did not know that either. Yeah. This is like the totem pole. I'm just, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the apparently that's... The the low man on the totem pole. Right. That was all, that's all just made up for books, right? Walking the plank? Yep. That's disappointing. Um. So let's see what else, Chuck. Oh, uh, 
Tracy made a really excellent point that I hadn't thought of, but if you have two ships and they're the same same type of ship, oh, right. how does one catch the other if you're using sails and oars, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Same number of oars, same wind. Um, apparently, uh, if you were a decent pirate, you would beat your ship every once in a while mm-hmm. and then clean off the uh, hull, sure. clean the barnacles off the hull yeah. to make it slide through a lot faster. Remember we were talking about ships that are being outfitted with that ooze that resembles a pilot whale skin? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 the pilot whales keep barnacles off, and this ooze is the aim of the ooze is to keep um, barnacles off of these ships. So they can go fast, or more efficiently at least. And go faster, and yeah, I think it was going to cut fuel consumption by like 20% or something. Right. Consumption. Consumption. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is how you would catch up to somebody else. You could also offload cargo, store it, maybe bury it in North Carolina. Uh huh. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, yeah. That is an interesting point. I never thought about that. <laughs> Thank you. Because they 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 have the same wind. That's right. Wow. Are we done with old pirates? Seems like it. Okay. Modern modern times. Yeah. There was Somali like a, there was a lull between the 19th century and the 21st century, really. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we have pirates again. Yeah. I mean, there was probably a little pirating here and there. Not like we've been seeing lately. Yeah. This uh, one could almost call this the second golden age of piracy, Josh. <laughs> if, if one were so inclined. Do uh, you know why that it's flourishing again? Economy. Much for the same reasons that it flourished back then. Mm-hmm. Economy is bad. Um, shipmasters have been reluctant what? to report them. Who? Shipmasters. Oh. Shipmasters are reluctant to report the attacks because it can take a long time and be expensive and hold them up. Sure. So they'll just let it go undone. And they, because of the economy, they're staffing crews with smaller uh, smaller crews. Right. Ships with smaller crews, and the the vast majority of modern pirate attacks are happening in the Gulf of Aden, and they are being undertaken by Somali pirates. And one of the reasons why the pirates are getting away from it is because Somalia is, as far as I know, the one nation on the entire planet that doesn't have a functioning central government. It's truly lawless, right? Great place for pirates to hang out, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, they're land based these days. Well, they're hugging shore more. Right, but they have their operations based on land. Oh, right. Well, I mean, they did the they did the same thing during other ages of piracy, like uh, the Buccaneers all hung out in Port Royal. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the 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 other reason the Gulf of Aden is such a hot spot for piracy, apparently, ten or eleven percent of all of the world's oil goes through the Gulf of Aden, uh-huh. which is a relative relatively narrow stretch um, between. Uh, the Middle East and North Africa, right? Northeastern Africa, um, and it's 250 miles wide, and it's like that for 900 miles. So it's like a bottleneck. Yeah, you're trapped. And then you're going right alongside the only country on the planet without a functioning central government. There you have it. And uh, I think eight percent of all of the goods shipped um, globally go through the Gulf of Aden as well. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot of cash that flows through that that Gulf. Wow. Yeah. So, you know how they operate nowadays? I do. Kind of just like they used to. Except with rocket-propelled grenades. <laughs> yeah, they have RPGs. Yeah. But they will do the same thing. They'll get a smaller boat, mm-hmm. it's a faster boat. They will sneak up on the stern in the dead of night with their grappling hooks and board the ship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, now they have you know a crew of, like that one incident earlier this year was like six or eight guys, wasn't it? Yeah. So not as hard to overtake a ship these days when you have machine guns and RPGs and a crew of six that you have to overtake. Are you talking about the Maersk, Alabama? Yeah. The one where the Navy came in and the snipers yeah. killed the uh, guys? Yeah. He did a little two-tap. I would imagine <laughs> so, yeah. 
but they're not after cargo, which I didn't know. I thought like they. It, it depends. Well, I guess it does. But Tracy made the point that they can't overtake these huge cargo ships because they don't have the means to to get rid of all that stuff. So they're usually after uh, like smaller equipment right. on the boat and personal loot. And sometimes they carry a lot of money in safes. And I, I found it interesting because I think she wrote this in like 2005, maybe 2006. And it seems like 2007 or 8 was when things really changed. Remember the um, the uh, cargo ship filled with Russian tanks? Oh yeah, that was held. Uh-huh. The cargo, the tanker filled with oil that was held. Yeah. So so they are going after the cargo now. They're just holding it for ransom. They're not trying to fence it. Like you can't fence a hundred Russian tanks. Right. Or a, a container ship full of oil. Right. But you can hold it hostage and sure. get money. You can hold it ransom and get money for you know to, to release it. And that's what they've been doing successfully. Yeah, I never followed up, but I did remember hearing about a uh, couple that was sailing around the world. And they were um, kidnapped by pirates. I read something in the New York Times. That was this year, I think. But I never found out what happened to them. Like a wealthy couple. Do you remember that guy who um, was he had like a walk on part as a, and I think is like a, I don't remember what he was, but it was on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh yeah, and he uh, killed some couple for their yacht. Uh huh. But this he, wasn't him. No, okay. No. <laughs> he wasn't a pirate. Okay. He was a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Chuck. Yes. Let's say we are aboard a cargo ship filled with oil, and pirates are heading our way with RPGs, um, rocket launchers, AK-47s. What do we do? Well, if you see them headed, I'm not really sure. I know what you can do beforehand. You can not discuss your route yeah. while you're in port. Yeah. Like, you don't go to the bar and say, Yeah, hey, we got a shipment of diamonds we're going to be taking to the Straits of Hormuth. Right. And I'll bet what that guy. Who was that was that? good actually. I have no idea who that that was. was the the jackass shipmate who has a loud mouth. That yeah. was a perfect impression. And you know what? I'll bet that rule of thumb is is it goes back to the lucka. Yeah, I bet. I bet so. Yeah, you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, That's, we've learned that a lot on the show. Keep your <laughs> no. mouth shut. If only we could um, keep constant watch. Obviously, Be you need vigilant. to have someone up in what's it called the crow's nest. Sure, looking out. Uh, avoid bottlenecks, which unfortunately, with uh, that one route you're talking about, it sounds like it's kind of hard to do. Right. If not impossible. Yeah. And uh, search your ship, you know, make sure no one's stowing away. Cause sometimes pirates yeah. will already be there. Yeah. As stowaways. It's like surprise. Uh, call for help. I think there's uh, there's systems now that monitor where your boats are if you're a cargo boat. Shiplock. Shiplock. Mm-hmm. There you go. What do they do? It's like Lojack for your ship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Um, the, but yeah, if we if you do see some pirates coming aboard, if you ever happen to find yourself commanding an oil tanker, <laughs> and you see uh, you see pirates coming toward you, you do call for help, as Chuck said. You uh, also want to sound your alarm, turn on your lights. You want the pirates to know that you've seen them, so there's no element of surprise. Maybe you which could scare them off. It, yeah, it may actually deter their attack. Sure. Because you know you're a huge cargo ship, and they're like five guys. Um, a, a lot of ships, especially tankers, have their own fire hoses, like the big kind. Uh huh. Um, and you can spray guys as they try to come up the side of the ship. <laughs> big kind. Yeah. Well, not you know, just I'm like, talking, don't put your thumb <laughs> it's over not the like end a garden of it. hose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, if you aren't transporting oil or any kind of flammable material, there's actually um, a new kind of technology that electrifies oh, yeah. the hull. I heard about that. So you, the guy tries to climb up, he's like, Ugh. Surprise! Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. Oh, it would be. Dude, awesome. if I had that system, I would go through that uh, 
shipping channel you were talking about. And I would just like camp <laughs> out in a lawn donuts chair in the Gulf of Aden. <laughs> yeah, just to smoke a cigar and crack a beer and yep. be like, "Can I get it?" Yeah. So that's pirates. Is that it? That's it, isn't it? I that I'm sure that is not it at all. It's the tip of the iceberg. Even as far as Tracy's uh, article goes, there's still more oh, yeah. that we didn't touch on. But yeah, it's such a rich, beautiful history. Film buccaneers and, yeah. and corsairs and swashbuckling, etc. And we're not touching on uh, film and TV at all. Because no. if we mentioned a hundred pirate things, we would get an email saying, I can't believe you didn't mention pirate X from movie XYZ. Right. And actually, there's a little graph that Tracy had made for this article. That is, it's our ten favorite pirates, but we're just going to go ahead and break the news that this is Tracy's ten favorite pirates. Who's her favorite? I didn't see that. Blackbeard? Uh, Blackbeard's number one for sure. historical pirates, and then in fiction, Dread Pirate Roberts. Who's that? Uh, the guy from Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy from Fireflies in there, too. Surprise. I like Jack Sparrow. I didn't I, like those movies weren't the best ever, but he was pretty awesome. We just fell into what you said we weren't going to do. Yeah, but come on. All right. Well, <laughs> we uh, welcome your emails. We'll give you the email address you can send your angry pirate emails to in a second. Um, you can no, type in. Let me say this: okay. No email with multiple R's will be read or answered to. As a matter of fact, I think we should set up a spam filter that if <laughs> R appears that. in the email, it just automatically deletes it. We okay. don't even see it. Okay. Um, if you want to learn more about pirates, type that word in pirates, pirate, um, something like that, into the handy search bar at howstuffworks.com, which means it's time for listener mail. Yes, indeed, Josh. Today we have a listener mail. I am going to call. Uh, Jerry was amazed by this email. Awesome. And I was too. Hey guys, I was listening to your podcast on hostage negotiation and uh, you had a little back and forth at about the 10 minute mark that made me laugh a little bit. This isn't the one, is it? This is the one. Wow. So should we play that now? Yes, let's. I, I love doing that. It's usually just a, a, a regular old domestic scene and, and the worst ones, man. The worst ones. Of those you see on the news where you see some dude's got a baby acting as a human shield. Who does that? You've never seen that? No. Oh, man, it's the, it's the worst. Watch some of those cop shows. A baby as a human shield? Yeah, Do they have like a it, gun to the baby's These guys, head? it's like the dad is out of his mind and uh, on drugs or something, and he'll have his baby, and it's just it's the worst thing in the world to watch unfold. Okay, Josh, this is from Danny, and here's what Danny has to say about that exchange. Yeah, this is the one. In 1987... I was one of those babies. We were living in Queens, New York at the time, and my father barricaded himself on our top floor apartment for hours. He was holding me and threatening to jump out of the window with me in his arms if the police got too close. He didn't have any elaborate demands other than wanting my mother to not take me away from him in a custody dispute. The police used a negotiator to try and distract him so the SWAT team could do their own thing, could do their thing, but they deemed it too risky to try an assault with him dangling me out the window. Yeah. Like Michael Jackson did. Yeah. That's not in there. I just threw that in. <laughs> uh, eventually, the negotiator started playing to his religious beliefs, good tactic, Yeah. and got him to let a priest come into the apartment. They were finally able to take him down without brute force. You can imagine how much I appreciate the art of hostage negotiation. Yeah. No kidding, Danny. Uh, the story made the cover of every New York newspaper that day, and I have all of them saved. Odd souvenirs, I guess. Thanks for the great show. <laughs> I know. So I couldn't believe this happened to Danny, and I wrote him back and I asked what happened to his dad, and um, I have not heard back from him, so I'm not really sure. But, dude, Danny, glad you're around, man. I know. I am, too. That's just mind-boggling, actually. 
uh, it turns out people do use babies as human shields. And they listen to stuff you should know yeah. 20 years on. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, if you have an absolutely nutty, mind-boggling, real-life story, Chuck, Jerry, and I are always interested in those. If you're a Somali pirate. Then you listen to the show. Sure, why not? Let us know. Let us see your view. We we don't hear your view very often uh, here in the West. So let us know what life is like for you. Uh, Somali pirate, human shield, or anything else, let us know. Send in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?